0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: what a
1: title
5: are you
6: ready prince of darkness
5: the prince of darkness (laughs) the prince of darkness is in the house never heard of jonas knox the story is jonas knox (laughs) yeah chief this will be good like i said jonas
3: knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of what's going on here and now Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, here's Jonas Knox.
2: You're really going through with this, huh, Cheese?
7: So we've now got the answer that took a little bit too long to finally get, and we will get into the truth behind all of it coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific right here on FSR. Uh, Yes, it is another weekend without football. Uh, We are all trying to cope and uh, come to the realization and grips of all that as people do a crash course on college basketball and everything else beyond. But we do have football stories and football news out there. And one of those that's been making the rounds for a couple of weeks, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, the day before the Super Bowl, was the Sean McVay story. And the story out there was that Sean McVay was considering walking away from coaching the L.A. Rams and walking away from coaching, period, because there may be some opportunities to venture into the broadcasting world. Now, a lot of people sort of scoffed at that and said, well, you know, why would he want to do this? And it doesn't make – well, I mean, as Dan Beyer alluded to in his uh, national update here, I mean, when uh, somebody calls you and says, hey, we'll give you five years, $100 million to be a broadcaster – to work 16, 17 weeks, uh, days a year, basically not including prep time. You, you're going to listen to a couple of offers, at least listen to what they have to say. And that was a reported, uh, you know, discussion between him and Amazon. And there was talks about maybe Monday night football going after Sean McVay. Uh, there was talks about, uh, you know, does Fox make a lot of sense because he's in Los Angeles, Fox is based in Los Angeles. So a lot of conversations about Sean McVay and his future, And it made all the sense in the world. If you just look at it, if you hear what he had to say before the Super Bowl, he's talking about, I want to have a family. I don't want to, you know, just be sitting here grinding. He talked about, you know, the relationship that his grandfather had and the relationship uh, his grandfather had with his father and how, well, you know, I just, you know, I want to be able to spend time with my family and maybe they weren't as close as they could be. And it was really this introspective look at where he's at in his life and all of that. And a lot of people would look at that and say, well, maybe he's just trying to get a pay raise. Maybe he's just trying to get a pay raise from the LA Rams. And so this was his approach. I have a couple of questions. Number one, why do that right before the Super Bowl? And number two, if you were so committed to the Rams, because this is the other thing you're going to hear from people, and I've already started to see this come out last night on social media, and I've already started to hear this as sort of the rhetoric surrounding the whole thing. Yeah, the whole Sean McVay retiring early stuff just didn't make any sense. None of that stuff made any sense. Never bought into it. It was laughable. I don't know why anybody ran with that story the way that they did. Oh, yeah? So why did it take him almost two weeks to finally commit to the Rams? If it was so obvious that it was a laughable story and Sean McVay wasn't going anywhere, why did it take so long? Why did it take him almost two weeks to publicly commit to the LA Rams? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, he was uh, you'd focused on the Super Bowl. Okay, then why did the story come out to begin with? It's not like somebody just happened to pop up with this. And, and here's the reality behind it. I know this because I heard about it three weeks before the story came out that this was a real conversation. That Sean McVay was considering leaving early. That Sean McVay was looking at it. He was burnt out at the situation and he was considering walking away to go be a broadcaster. So if it was such a laughable story, if it didn't make any sense to begin with, if Sean McVay wasn't going to go anywhere, why did it take almost two weeks for him to commit on it? Are you going to say, well, you know, he was celebrating the Super Bowl? Well, that didn't stop him from throwing uh, Aaron Donald under the bus uh, on the podium. That didn't stop him from saying, uh, yeah, run it back and, uh, you know, uh, sound like uh, some frat guy who's had uh, 14 beer bongs in under a half hour. He seemed to be able to offer up Aaron Donald services to run it back. So why didn't he? He never publicly committed to the Rams in the, in the thir- 12, 13 days, whatever it was after the Super Bowl. So why did it take so long? Because it was true. He was considering walking away from the Rams. Now... What the Rams are going to give him as far as a, uh, you know, some sort of a pay bump or a pay raise, who the hell knows? There's been some speculation. Maybe it's $15 million a year. Maybe it's closer to $18 million a year. I have no idea. But I don't think this is a money thing. Sean McVay is young enough to where he's going to make a ton of money. Sean McVay is going to be able to walk away from whatever gig he's got right now and go walk into a broadcasting booth or whatever. And he's going to make a ton of money. I don't think this is about money. I think the story was out for a reason because he was seriously considering it. And this idea that, well, yeah, I mean, uh, it just, it d- didn't make any sense in the world. And, uh, you know, people that just are just running with stories and Sean, Mc- look, it gets out for a reason. And I don't think it was about a pay raise. I think he was seriously considering walking away. Now, maybe the allure of running, you know, coming back and trying to defend the Super Bowl, whatever it is, I'll say this right now. I don't think Sean McVay is the head coach of the Rams by 2025. And the best part about making a hot take like that, you won't remember it. All right, you won't remember it because you're probably hung over right now. So you have no idea what I'm saying. And you're going to forget about this conversation, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes from now. But I'm telling you, 2025, Sean McVay is not the head coach of the Rams. It, like, when somebody is already hinting at something, they're telling you, eh, maybe the end is near. Like, and, and if you're the LA Rams and you're a Rams fan... The fact that it took this long to get a clear-cut answer from Sean McVay when he had every opportunity to do so in the previous almost two weeks might be a telltale sign that the end is probably closer than a lot of people want to acknowledge. He could have said something about it right after the Super Bowl, and he didn't. He could have said something about it in the press conference at the podium after the Super Bowl, and he didn't. He could have gone on his social media and said something about it, and he didn't. Uh, he could have uh, said something at the parade, but he didn't. He had every opportunity to do so. His fiancee made a comment about it on her Instagram, but who knows? They were probably hammered at that point because they'd been drinking all day. And in the post that she put up, Sean McVay looked like uh, you know he had you know run through traffic, uh, rifling red wine. Uh, on, the, uh, on the 23 freeway in Thousand Oaks. like He had all these opportunities, never said anything. I think it was a real threat. I think he seriously considered walking away. I don't think this was a made-up story. I don't buy the fact that this was all about him see, uh, seeking out a pay raise, whatever they want to call it. He could have done that behind closed doors. I think Sean McVay was seriously considering walking away from the LA Rams. And by 2025, I don't think he's the coach there. And with all the money that's being thrown out in broadcasting and all of that, I I, I look at Sean McVay and I go, man, I want to have a family. I, 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 I'm not into the grind. This is taking a lot out of me. Maybe I want to go knock on some doors elsewhere. He can come back and he can be a head coach at any time. He's the hottest name, hottest candidate there is. Remember Bill Cower? Bill Cower was rumored to be coming back to the NFL for years and years. Jimmy Johnson, all these guys. John Gruden, all these guys. Sean McVay was one of those. And so when you see the, the people come out after the fact and say, well, it just didn't make any sense. This st- no, it made all the sense in the world. It made all the sense in the world. Like, I, I got news for you. If I proposed to my wife, or then-fiancé, or you know, girlfriend at the time, but if I proposed to my girlfriend... And she said, you know, no comment right now. I just want to enjoy the relationship. And then got back to me 12, 13 days later and said, all right, I'm ready to go. Wow. I'd be looking around going, well, what the hell happened in the previous 12 days? What do you, you got to say your goodbyes to somebody? Wait, what? What do you mean? You need 12 days? And in the meantime, you're out partying with your friends. You're getting hammered. You're celebrating great moments. Uh, you know, uh, uh, everybody close to you is on social media. Everybody's talking about it. You're, t- you're commenting on a friend's potential, uh, you know, relationship continuing next year. But you don't have the time to get back to me in 12, 13 days to let me know whether or not we're going to uh, be married. I can't get an answer in 12, 13 days. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So Sean McVay will be back with the LA Rams next year. Uh, The Rams are going to quote unquote, run it back. Uh, We're not going to play the sound of Sean McVay saying that because it's nauseating, much like a lot of uh, stuff that happened at that parade was, uh, was just uh, over the top and annoying, but the Rams are quickly becoming one of the most unlikable teams uh, in all of sports. So there's that. So Sean McVay will be back with the LA Rams coming up next season, but I'm telling you right now, it ain't going to be for long. I I 100% buy into the fact that he was considering walking away. And if he's already hinted at it once it means it's going to be much easier to hint at it again, and I think he walks away for good in the next two, three years. I think Sean McVay's out. He's going to go be a broadcaster. By the time he's 40 years old, he will be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid broadcasters in all of sports. He'll probably do a fantastic job, and he's going to follow along with the blueprint that one of his guys, one of his mentors, John Gruden, did years and years ago. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, We're going to take you all the way up until noon eastern time 9 a.m pacific Uh, we got the usual shenanigans here on the show Uh, we got another edition of do you care coming up later on this hour we've also got the weird world of ralph volume two it was so popular last week that ralph is going to make another appearance coming up uh, later on in the show for uh, one of the more phenomenal segments in the history of weekend sports talk radio so all of that is coming up here uh, on the next uh, couple hours here on fsr but up next We have got ourselves the very latest on the saga that will shape the NFL not only this offseason, but next season. We'll get to that right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM,
1: the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
8: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
7: You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in, uh, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now, we got a little bit of an anniversary on the show. Uh, You know, not the uh, most pleasant anniversary, but it's fun to talk about now after the fact. We will get into that here uh, on uh, FSR. Uh, We do, um, you know, have uh, the very latest here. I mean, this is the latest that we can work with uh, as far as the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, And by the way, For those of you that are already complaining and you're sick and tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers, let me tell you something. We heard about Dak Prescott's contract extension for two years, two years. It got us through pandemic sports talk radio. All right. Like I I, I've said this, you can, you can talk about whatever you want when, when there was a shutdown and and all the uh, discussion. Well, what are you guys going to talk about? There's no games. There's nothing. Dak Prescott's contract extension and tiger king got us through a pandemic so shut your ass all right we are we are more than fine uh having a conversation about aaron Rodgers. we sat there and talked about a fourth round quarterback getting 30 or 40 million dollars a year and drug addicts who abuse animals all right we're good Aaron Rodgers and his decision is is more than worthy of sports talk radio conversation here in February, March, April, or however long it drags on. But the very latest on on the uh, Green Bay Packers front is according to uh, Packers insider uh, Rob Domofsky of ESPN, uh, the Packers are expected to use the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be playing under the franchise tag. It just means that uh, they've got until July 15th to come to terms on a long-term contract extension. But as it stands right now, they're going to use the franchise tag on Adams. uh, So he looks like he'll be a a Green Bay Packer going on next year. Now, they're in. They're in, quote unquote, a holding pattern when it comes to Aaron Aaron Rodgers and what his uh, decision is going to be. Uh, Let me just call my shot right now. Uh, and, and And I don't want this to happen. And I'll explain that afterwards. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to make his decision this upcoming Tuesday with Pat McAfee. That's what I believe. I think Rogers is going to make the decision then. Uh, he has already stated, and I think he hinted at this uh, on a previous edition of the Pat McAfee show that he was going to make the decision on that show. He's going to be on there with uh, AJ Hawk. Uh, his uh, one of his good friends, former Packers teammate. Uh, he does this interview with Pat McAfee every single Tuesday. So he's going to make the decision. Uh, I think we're going to have an answer as to what Rogers is going to do this upcoming Tuesday. And If he's going to drag out and announce that he's going to make a decision soon, I find it hard to believe that he's just going to make a a big to-do about an announcement just to inform Green Bay Packer fans that he wants out. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it would be fascinating to see it all play out like that. It would be fascinating to see Aaron Rodgers go to a team like the Denver Broncos or go to one of these other franchises and see if he can uh, you know, try and win a Super Bowl with another organization. It would be awesome to watch. It'd be great theater. But the idea that he would just call a press conference... And he would just call, or just call a an interview with Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk, and just say, "You know what? I've decided I want out of Green Bay." It it doesn't add up. None of it adds up. Why did LeBron James get buried alive by so many people after he made the decision? Because he basically brought all these kids together. It was part of like a youth group, uh, you know, a fundraiser opportunity to raise money for a charity or or a kids group just to inform the city of Cleveland that he was leaving. Regrettable moment, you know, like a little bit of a regrettable, like wait, wait until you're not at the altar to tell somebody you don't want to be together. How about that? And that's why people were burning his jersey and they were so pissed off because he embarrassed them. So the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to go ahead and have an interview with Pat McAfee and a former Green Bay Packer legend just to tell everybody I don't want to be in Green Bay anymore doesn't add up to me. It doesn't make sense. So my expectations is is Rogers this upcoming Tuesday is going to announce that he's returning to the Green Bay Packers uh, and uh, and everybody in Green Bay can take a sigh of relief. And you can go ahead and be spoiled for another couple of years because you've had 25 uh, years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Meanwhile, other uh, teams in your division like the Chicago Bears are on like their 95th quarterback in the last three months. So, congratulations. You're going to have more spoiled quarterback, uh, great quarterback play in, this, in the city of Green Bay. Good for you. But here's the part about uh, the Aaron Rodgers um, decision, quote unquote, that is so hilarious it's the outrage at not making the decision this past week. It was phenomenal. Because it, and it, and it really is funny to hear people who claim that they don't like Aaron Rodgers and they're annoyed by him and they're sick and tired of the act and he's spoiled and he's this and he's got an ego and he's selfish and he's blah, 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 blah. And what do you do? You sit on pins and needles hoping that he gives you an answer last week. And then when he doesn't, you attack the guy. It's hilarious. You don't like him. Not a fan. Can't stand the way he's handled this whole thing. You think he's an egomaniac. You think he wants all this attention. And then when he doesn't make an announcement and doesn't give you any news to talk about, then you destroy the guy. What the hell is that? Like, he puts some post up on Instagram showing appreciation and doing whatever because he just came out of a 12-day cleanse. Let me tell you something. As somebody who fasts, and doesn't eat for an extended period of time. Like I do every single day. You start to go to some places mentally. All right? Like, and maybe they're not the most healthy places. But you start to think about things. Like I swear to Christ on this. I've had dreams about jelly donuts. I'm not even making that up. I'm not trying to be funny. In the middle of an extended fast. I've had dreams about food. And all of a sudden when you wake up. Uh, a, a saltine cracker looks like a cheese pizza like just because you're fasting just because you like you, you you put the fork down for for 16 18 hours at a time and you're just drinking water or coffee you start to go in weird places so if aaron rogers gets out of a 12-day cleanse where he's emptying his guts To try and, uh, you know, refocus his mind after a long season. Of course he's going to post some sentimental stuff on Instagram that maybe doesn't make all the sense in the world. What did you think he was doing? Smoking weed and kicking a hacky sack around with some actor in Hawaii again? No. Guy's on a 12-day cleanse. So he's looking around going, all right, I just want to appreciate the people around me. What the hell's wrong with that? And then when he doesn't make an announcement the following day on Pat McAfee's show, he gets destroyed for it. I don't get it. The coverage of Aaron Rodgers this year has exposed a lot of people in sports media. Well, he lied to us about his vaccination status. Not really. Nah, he just, you know, he, he fooled you. Like you, uh, you know, you just didn't catch on to what was happening. It's like the end of the usual suspects. It's like all of a sudden the media looked at the bottom of their coffee cup and they saw Kobayashi and said, Oh my god, it was there the whole time. He said he was immunized. Nobody caught on to that at the press conference? <laughs> like whose fault is that? He didn't I don't think he lied. He just used a different word. He outsmarted you and you were pissed off about it, and so you attacked the guy. You destroyed him for, for weeks. And ever since then, there's been this, oh, we're so sick of Aaron Rodgers. And we're so, okay. Like, what do you want? Him to make the, make the announcement soon so you can break down college basketball for three hours on your show? No. If we could get through the pandemic with Dak Prescott's contract status, we can get through an offseason in the NFL talking about Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing wrong with it. But the coverage of it is bizarre seeing how people attack the guy because he doesn't give you a decision right away because he posts something on his social media and you're like oh my god he's over the top he's dramatic uh what what's with this guy he's so into himself i got news for you have you been on social media lately have you seen the number of losers and insecure people on social media have you seen some of the filters people use on social media I, I, I people look like aliens. Like w- the idea that Aaron Rodgers did anything out of the out of the ordinary on his on his Instagram account. Like, look at yours. Some of the crap people spew out the hashtags. Like, you know what I want? I want somebody to put together the uh, the B sides of Instagram. That's I want to start an app. To where you don't put all the finished products up, you put all the stuff that didn't make the cut. Go through everybody's camera roll. I want to see the shots of yourself that didn't make the cut. Like, let's start throwing some of those up. I mean, if we're going to bury people and athletes because of their social media behavior, what the hell are we all doing? I, I barely use my Instagram account. I don't have a Snapface or whatever it's called. Uh, I, I, I don't have any of the other stuff out there. I have a Twitter account. I try and promote the show. I get in, I get out. It's like a, a grill that's on fire. You open up the lid to your grill. If it's on fire, you just turn it off and walk away. That's what I do. Every time I open up Twitter, it's, it's uh, an absolute barn burner. I'm like, I got to get out of here. It's too much for me. Too much drama. So the guy posted a little something. He, you know, uh, he, he uh, got rid of a lot in his body uh, for an extended period of time. He got a little bit emotional on his uh, Instagram account. That's it. But because he didn't make the announcement, uh, he got destroyed for it. I'm calling it. He's making it his announcement this upcoming Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers is going to announce he's going back to the Green Bay Packers because it doesn't make sense for him to have all this production and all this buildup to be on a show with a former Green Bay Packer legend and all of a sudden tell everybody, yeah, I want out. Doesn't add up. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at Knox at Knox on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. We've got a little bit of an anniversary coming up here uh, in just a couple of moments. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Sports Talk Radio royalty. The great, the powerful Dan Byer, Oh, a great,
6: uh, great Saturday morning to you, Jonas, and the uh, Green Bay Packers, who you are just talking about, have been a little busy. First, it was Kenny Clark, then it was Aaron Jones, now David Bakhtiari has had his contract restructured, clearing up cap space. Saints did the same with Ron Ramcheck and Michael Thomas to give that team a little bit more cap room. And speaking of the Packers, ESPN says that Devontae Adams is expected to get the franchise tag. Nothing official yet. Teams have until March 8th to make that decision. Last night's downtown LA. Clippers top the Lakers 105-102. to Terrence Mann, 19 points. One of seven Clippers in double figures as the Clippers have topped the Lakers six straight times. Sixers and James Harden's debut were in Minnesota taking on the Timberwolves. Here's
3: Harris on the move in the lane. Kick to the corner. Harden for three. Left-handed shot. It's pure. It's good. Harden with the great touch. Good kick out there by Tobias. Harden with his first
6: three as a Sixer. 27 points, 12 assists on the Sixers radio network. Philly wins big. 133 to 102. Suns lost to the Pelicans 117 to 102. Couple of other quick notes. Talks on a new CBA at Major League Baseball will continue for the sixth straight day. Mondays that deadline to avoid losing games. While the Polish national soccer team says they will not face Russia in their World Cup qualifier. And I don't need to tell you this, Jonas, but Daniel Berger leads the Honda Classic at 10 <laughs> under par, entering third round play today at one of your favorite tracks, PGA National, down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, so yeah, the PGA J tour rolling on this weekend.
7: Dan, if he wins that tournament, are we already setting up uh, tosses to the sound uh, making the announcement? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a burger but hold the cheese. Uh, burger for par. Uh, and- you know what I would do? I would do, what a burger. And then
6: Daniel Berger for the win. There, taps it in. 18 uh, under par. Daniel Berger, your winner at the Honda Classic.
7: Uh, by the way, that's one of the, uh, for those of you a little uh, behind the curtain, uh, that's one of our favorite go-tos because uh, everybody who's been an update anchor at some point in time, you've had a mandate uh, to come up with a catchy phrase to throw to sound. And so we would try and outdo each other. Like, uh, you know, LeBron, uh, <laughs> I can't even say it I, uh, I almost went to a place uh, I couldn't say it.
6: Philly does it the Harden way
7: Picks it back out to Harden, Harden quarterback in the ball club
6: uh.
7: It's so good By the way, Dan, uh, today's the uh, anniversary when I got fired from my first radio job Oh, congratulations Just want to throw that out there. So a happy anniversary to me Oh, it's good stuff that's,
6: yeah, You know, Commemorated
7: uh, you That's know, great What year anniversary is it? Uh, Jesus Thirteen, all right, 13, something like that, yeah. But uh, but you know you uh you know you were doing remotes at uh you know the uh the most famous Dairy Queen in all of uh, the country. So.
6: <laughs> you you, you wouldn't know Fine. about these doing remotes here. at fireworks stores where they're <laughs> illegal in your state. You're like, how does that happen?
7: <laughs> Wait, did you really?
6: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those things a- are expensive too.
7: Oh man, when you crazy. have
6: when when like you can easily drop a thousand dollars at a fireworks store, <laughs> no problem. Album at all.
7: I remember my uh, co-host would do a South Carolina watch parties at this place. I didn't even want to name the place because I don't even know if they're still around. Uh, but he would do these South Carolina watch parties. Like, dude, you got to come by on a Saturday. So I went by there on a Saturday. There was nobody there. <laughs> nobody there. And I walked up to him. I was like, hey, man, packed house. And he looked at me. He goes. I can't believe they're paying me. <laughs> He's like, I can't. Believe, I don't know what's happening. Oh
6: man! So. Yeah, no, good times. Uh, did you yeah. hear that? There's a hero in Miami. Tyler tips it away. <laughs> no. All right, it's all
7: yours. It's so good. Uh, there he is, uh, the great uh, Dan Byer. Get him on Twitter, by the way, at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, by the way, the most knowledgeable uh, uh, and not one of these blowhard, uh, you know, golf analysts uh, who breaks down the sport. Uh, so uh, follow along with Dan. It is golf season. We got Augusta uh, and the Masters coming up. Up soon uh so that'll be a uh, a fun uh, fun watch always uh, all right so uh, jonas knox here on fsr uh you can uh listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app we are going to have another edition of do you care coming up in about 12 minutes from now a uh, chance to be a little bit negative here on the world of sports talk radio and who doesn't like that it's fun being negative all right sometimes you got to get out a little bit of aggression uh, and if it has to happen on this show with this mic we're going to do it together so that'll be uh 12 minutes from now but yeah it is a uh little bit of an anniversary uh I got canned my first radio job. Uh, that was a fun conversation. Uh, the, the best part about it was, and people don't understand this in radio, uh, or people that listen to radio, they go, God, they just got rid of you? I mean, you, you didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. Well, most people don't. Like, there's been a couple of exceptions. Uh, people that have, uh, you know, been, been laid off or been told uh, you're not coming back, and they've been given an opportunity to say goodbye. But for the most part, you don't get a chance. And the reason why is... Uh, Most program directors or bosses of radio stations don't let you know, hey, by the way, this is your last day, but please come in tomorrow and do the show on a hot mic and tell us how you feel. It's probably not a great idea. And we got uh, escorted into an office. I walked in there ready to make a joke because I didn't know why we were meeting and I could tell immediately on the look on their face that, uh, oh yeah, uh, this is it and that's a wrap. So, uh, you know, a little bit of an uh, anniversary. Uh, My uh, co-host, the great uh, Tony D, uh, he... you know, him and I have already texted back and forth this morning. Every February 26th, uh, we send a, a happy anniversary text uh, to each other just to remind each other of the shenanigans that went on at that uh, that fine establishment. But uh, there it is. Uh, by the way, speaking of shenanigans, apparently LeBron James is committed to the L.A. Lakers. Neat. <laughs> OK. Uh, after after all the uh, the drama and all the uh, I just like to talk and talk and talk and uh, you know then I you know step in it but then I try and backtrack and say no 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 I'm committed to the L.A. Lakers cool it, it changes nothing Cleveland like it it cha- like wh- he was also committed to the Cavs remember that bailed twice he was also committed to the Miami Heat remember that bailed. He ain't finishing his career with the Lakers. They can say whatever they want. He's not finishing his career with the Lakers. It's not happening. This is par for the course. It's what he does. This is what he does. It's the same reason why parents have birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese. Because they know we can be there for all the good stuff, and the second the bus tubs come out, we gone. (laughs) <laughs> I I I'm out of here like we can you get all the pageantry uh, a giant rodent walking around who smells uh, all the the goofy stuff on the walls uh, the blue screen uh, the food the food's actually pretty good at Chuck e cheese let's be honest uh, the pizza uh, all that stuff they've got beer and wine uh, they've got the games uh, the tickets uh, or it used to be tokens whatever they use now you can get like a, you know a bag of cotton candy if you have the right amount of tickets it's like oh cool I I scored 55 points in skee-ball. Now I get a bag of cotton candy. And then, uh, you know, uh, some a-hole dumps water on it, and it it completely evaporates. Which, by the way, carnival season is coming up. And if you want to really see something fascinating, watch somebody with a giant cotton candy and just pour a little bit of booze on it. It disappears like a fart in the wind. It It is amazing to watch. But parents, throw these parties... At Chuck E. Cheese. Because they don't have to stick around for the mess. It's brilliant. They can... Uh, all the stuff that comes along with it. All the good stuff. The birthday cake. Everything. Your kids are happy. They went somewhere. They can get tired. They can run around get tired. They can go in, into the ball pits. And, uh, you know, roll around and, and, and goof off and do all the other stuff. And, and uh, you know, eat food and, and, and eat candy and stuff their face with cake. And it's It's great. And then the parents look at their watch and they go, all right, so I've had three pitchers of beer. Uh, The wife's had uh, two bottles of Chardonnay. Uh, The Uber is coming. It's an Uber XL because we've got uh, three or four kids with us. And they're now cleaning everything up. All right, we're out. See ya. That's it. LeBron James, everywhere he goes, he loves all the good stuff. Loves hanging around for the party. Loves the streamers, the pageantry, uh, the the kazoos, all the other good. The champagne, the parades, the success, the wins. and And as soon, as soon as the cleanup starts, he's gone. This is par for the course. The Lakers are not a very good basketball team right now. That's a fact. And they're not a very good basketball team, partly, if not a large partly, because of LeBron James. So now he's committed to them. After he made all the comments about to, you know a, 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 another GM uh, playing with his son, uh, you know, wanting to play his final year with his son on the same team, which I don't fault him for that at all. That's awesome. If that happens, that's phenomenal. We've seen it, I think, one time Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. got to play together. If LeBron James actually is on the same team as his son, that's great. If it's the Lakers, uh, if it's the Clippers, the Celtics, the who knows? Wherever he ends up. That's going to be a great watch and good for him. But this whole, now he's going to come back afterward and say, well, I'm committed to the team. What the hell was that during the All-Star break? This is just what it is. It's par for the course. Loves the party, hates the cleanup. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at theJonasKnox, at Knox on Twitter. Uh, and again, you can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's so coming up next. We're going to have some fun here. Uh, this is an opportunity to exercise some negative muscles. Uh, who doesn't like doing that, especially in sports talk radio on a Saturday? It's another edition of the very popular Do You Care? Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio.
8: Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Terms apply.
8: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
7: Coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to get into um, there's sort of a discussion that's taken place uh, about, um, you know, some really successful people in the world of sports. I I don't really understand it because I uh, I, and maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I'm different, but uh, it involves. All of you. So if you are listening to this program right now and a little over 10 minutes from now, there's a conversation that we are going to have that definitely involves you. And in fact, you're the reason why this conversation is happening. So we'll have that here uh, on uh, FSR Uh, right now, though. It is time for something we do every single week at this time. It's a chance to be negative. It's a chance to talk a little bit of S on the air about some hot topics in the world of sports. It's time for this burst you want to just do it hey look at that so many stories Listen.
3: in the world of sports and most of them are a complete waste of time tmz reports now nah. let's get kinky here's some of the big stories from the last week but jonas the real question is do you
7: care no! see and the best part about this is that was so smooth That we will clean it up on the podcast, and so anybody that wasn't listening just now live uh, won't know the difference. So if you've listened live, do not tell anybody who asked about it that we had a little bit of a glitch uh, during the live version. Just focus on the podcast, and why don't you not be so negative yourself. Ryan Bershanger, what the hell is going on? Man, Jonas, you're making me do work over here. (laughs) What am I,
5: writing up (laughs) questions? (laughs) Uh, First off, Jonas... (laughs) James Harden made his debut with the 76ers. Do you care?
7: Uh, not really. Uh, listen, I, I like James Harden as a player. Maybe I like him a lot more than a lot of people do. Um so one of the one of the discussions I always hear about him is, well, his style of play is boring. Like it's it's such a boring style of play. Man, people say the same thing about Floyd Mayweather. He's fantastic. James Harden is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Only in the NBA can you have one of the top three to five scores in the history of the game. And people call it boring. It's a bizarre take on James Harden. Good for Philly. But with all this movement and all these guys going from one team to the next, I just think it's a little bit played out. Doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Next,
5: Bruce Arians is speaking highly of Blaine Gabbert. Jonas, do you care?
7: I actually do, man. Uh, f- first of all, one of the things that Bruce Arian said, which is absolutely a fact, is that Blaine Gabbard has never played with a team this good. That's true. And I, I actually wish more quarterbacks got an opportunity to do so. Because we, we write the book on a quarterback's career based on the first three, four years. Look at Alex Smith. Alex Smith was thought to be a bust number one overall pick, didn't work out in San Francisco. All of a sudden, the the second or third coaching regime gets in. They throw a little bit of trust in him. He takes him all the way to an NFC title game. He starts playing really, really good football. Then he gets dinged with with a concussion. They turn to Colin Kaepernick. Then he goes to Kansas City and for all this talk about what Patrick Mahomes has done in Kansas City, the guy who deserves more credit for the turnaround there when he initially got there was Alex Smith. They were a terrible football team Andy Reid saw something in him Alex Smith played really good football and when he went to Washington the time of his grotesque injury that team was in first place in the NFC so I'm happy for Blaine Gabbert I hope he actually gets a real shot uh, with a
5: real team and then we see how it plays out next Tom Brady will star in a comedy film
7: titled 80s for Brady do you care no uh, come on man like what is this crap I, I, I I'm I love Tom Brady greatest I'm not even going to say a, a football player of all time greatest athlete of all time is Tom Brady like the, as you can say whatever you want about Jordan I think he's past Jordan I'm sure people are probably oh that's a hot take no I, I think it is I think he's he's surpassed Michael Jordan um I, but come on 80s for Brady what do I care about this I, wh- why is this necessary? I, I don't need to see. Tom- I've already seen Tom Brady's apparel. I've seen his podcast. I've seen the 15 real- uh, uh documentaries on him. Uh, Man in the Mirror, all these other, you know, which is a crummy Michael Jackson song. Like, I've seen all of this stuff. I don't need to see any more from Tom Brady other than him maybe coming back to play because it'll throw people off
5: next. Aaron Rodgers said he recently completed a 12-day cleanse, which included therapeutic vomiting, among other odd details. Jonas, do you
7: care? Um, yeah, a little intrigued. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I try and avoid vomiting as much as possible. I I don't know how that's therapeutic. Uh, I gotta be It's like uh, you know, uh, what what's your therapy session like? Well, I get kicked in the shin and then kneading uh, the balls. I'm sorry. Uh, I'd like to avoid that. Uh, yeah, but afterwards we step on Legos. Yeah, I'm out. I, I don't. I don't really need to, to throw up for fun. Next, the season finale
5: of Euphoria is this weekend on HBO. Jonas, do you care?
7: No, I don't. I'm tired of people talking about it. I'm tired of people running to Twitter uh, and all the other plat, uh, you know, apps and platforms. I don't care about Euphoria. I couldn't care less.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: So I might be in the minority on this. Uh, I might be uh, on the outside looking in when it comes to this conversation, but I'm going to take a stab at this and it involves you. We will get into that coming up here just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. Uh, I believe it's, uh, you know, 7 a.m. in Hawaii. Who the hell knows? Uh, It's, you know, two hours, three hours. Daylight savings is coming or it's going whatever. We'll figure all that out in the coming weeks. But uh, we have uh, had a uh, fun show thus far. Uh, All sorts of uh, goofy stuff shenanigans here like we usually like to do on a Saturday. Uh, we must start off uh, with the, uh, the positive feedback here on the show. Uh, just great, great to hear from um, loyal fans, loyal listeners. This is what we like to do. Uh, we like to test out the audience one hour at a time. Uh, and so the way we do that is by reading some of the feedback. And there are people that are really passionate about this radio program. And without you, uh, we couldn't do all this. Guys like Paul, who writes in, uh, you, LaFraud, worshiping, ball washing, bleep boy, keep kneeling. <laughs> Uh, I probably should have thought about that before reading on. Um, eh, you know, just you kind of get the gist. Uh, you can go to my Twitter account at the Jonas Knox if you want to read the uh, the rest of that fine work. Uh, also, uh, Brian writes in uh, after Cracker pasty ass is done stalking your choking man crush, A-Raj, and his ball and chain all over SoCal and his IG page to see what bleep cryptic message he's sending. Go ahead. On your lifetime cleanse and kick the bucket, too. All right, so there's uh, somebody telling me to commit suicide on Twitter. So, again, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to find out who likes you and who is a fan of your show. So there's nothing like opening up social media on a Saturday doing sports talk radio and somebody tells you to kill yourself. Hey, listen, listen, there's room for everybody. It's why I tell people Twitter is professional wrestling. Everybody's got a role to play. Somebody's an announcer. Somebody, uh, you know, uh, uh, is the ring crew. Uh, somebody's the, the good guy. Somebody's the bad guy. Uh, you you got to have a jerk mixed in who's a little bit over the top. You got to have, I mean, this is, there is room for everybody. So it's good to hear, uh, again, more positive feedback here on a Saturday as we try and, uh, you know, put smiles on faces. Uh, just make sure you don't look for those on social media. But uh, let's have this conversation. So... Uh, the Sean McVay story is out. Uh, Sean McVay, uh, according to Adam Schefter um, uh, of ESPN, uh, is committed to staying with the L.A. Rams. Now, we don't know how much he's getting in a raise uh, from the L.A. Rams, but he is committed to staying with the L.A. Rams. And so uh, I saw the immediate takeaway from a lot of people uh, was, well, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the story that he was going to retire just didn't make any sense. Uh, the, you know, he wasn't just going to walk away. Uh, you know, Sean McVay wasn't going anywhere. I don't know why anybody ran with the story. Uh, of course this was going to be the outcome uh, Totally disagree Sean McVeigh, I think was legitimately considering Walking away If not, why did it take almost two weeks For him to make the decision it doesn't make sense. He had every opportunity to downplay it. He had every, every opportunity to shoot it down, uh, following the Super Bowl, uh, the podium after the Super Bowl, the parade uh, you know, in between uh, you know, Matt Stafford uh, you know, walking away from uh, you know, people falling off stages. Uh, like He had all the opportunity in the world, Sean McVay did, to downplay and shoot down all the discussions about his retirement. He didn't. The story came out the Saturday before Super Bowl. You would think he would maybe even take the time before the Super Bowl to say, no, 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 this is, I don't know where this came from. This is not true. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. Didn't. He didn't do it. So he was really considering it. Anybody who says differently is not telling you the truth. He was legitimately considering walking away from football. And it's why I said in 2025, I don't believe Sean McVay is the head coach of the Rams. I think he's got one year, two years max, and I think he's out. If you've already kicked the tires and hinted around at wanting to walk away because you want to find quote unquote peace, then something tells me this conversation's going to come up again. Here's what I, I would say about the whole thing. I, I'm when you see the numbers that are being thrown out. So Troy Aikman reportedly, and I don't know if it's finalized yet, but reportedly he's going to take the Monday night football job. Um, and and one of the, you know, stories that was out from the New York Post was. I think it's like $17.5 million a year. He's getting like a five-year, $17.5 million a year deal. Like, Tony Romo's getting $18 million a year, and he's not even good. Like, I mean, Tony Romo gets $18 million a year to not prep for games. I mean, that is a hell of a living. Like, if my bosses here at Fox Sports Radio said, hey, we're going to give you $18 million a year, but the only thing that we ask of you is play golf during the week and don't prepare for your show. Uh, what do I sign? Uh, no, no problem. Uh, I mean, do you want me to do it in drag? I could do that. I mean, I mean, tell me how can I help sweeten the pot for you? So when Troy Aikman, who's actually good, is getting seventeen and a half million dollars a year, one of the discussions that was popping up is people were saying, "Man, I don't turn on an NFL game for who's calling it. I, I, I don't go." To my television or my app. And I never have, have watched a game. Based on who's calling the game. I kind of disagree. Now. It's not the only reason you're there. Right. But it does add a little bit of something to it. Like I'm a, I am was a huge boxing fan growing up. There was a difference. Between Jim Lampley calling fights. And somebody else. There just was. You could say it, it, it's not the case. Like, it, there just was. When Jim Lampley was calling a fight, it felt different. It had a bigger feel to it. When Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling games, there's a big feel to it. It feel When John Madden was calling games, it just felt bigger. It doesn't mean that all the other guys weren't great. One of my my favorite broadcasting teams of all time actually did... ESPN games years ago, the old Sunday night football ESPN games, when you had um, Paul McGuire, uh, Joe Theismann, uh you had those guys who were, you know, who were calling those games there, uh, um, uh, like doing it every Sunday night. There was even a time when TNT had games. TNT had football games on Sunday nights years and years ago. So if you grew up watching uh, that sort of uh, during that era, you remember all those conversations. You remember like uh, uh, having discussions about, uh, all right, who's on the TNT game, and uh, you know what, what teams are playing. I think I think Pat Hayden was one of the broadcasters there. But like, if you like years and years ago, like you could you turned on a game if John Madden or Pat Summerall was calling that game, it was phenomenal. Like those those guys were great. Like, you watch college football. Man, I'm not saying this just to, you know, hype up these guys because they're on Fox. But when Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson were calling games this year, it just felt different. Like, it felt, it felt different when, when, when Klatt and, and Gus Johnson were calling those games. So, like, I look at this and I go, you know, people are talking about, man, I don't, I don't you know, go to, you know, football games to, to care who's calling the, you know, who's calling what. I'm, I'm not really interested in trying to see, you know, uh, uh, who's on the call for, uh, you know, a 49ers Rams game. That's not going to ter- deter me from the game. Yeah, maybe not, but it's going to make the experience better. Like, Harry Carey wasn't the greatest broadcaster of all time. He was hammered majority of the time. But when you turned on a Cubs game, there was something about Harry Carey on the call that just made it feel like, hey, this is the Cubs. Who cares if they win? Harry Carey's on the call. And he's bombed. He's like drinking wild turkey and chasing it with Bud, you know, an old style or a Bud Light. Who doesn't want to listen to that? Like, I I know a buddy of mine told me the first time he went to a Cubs game at Wrigley, he watched Harry Carey sing the seventh inning stretch. And there was a guy behind Harry Carey holding him by the belt. True story. A guy behind Harry Carey holding him by the belt crouched down so that Harry Carey didn't fall out of the booth. (laughs) I swear to God on that. He was hammered. But it was like, man, Harry Carey's on the call. It feels different. Like, growing up, there were those broadcasting teams. They just felt different. Some were all on Madden, the three-man crew, Mike Patrick, Thiesman, Paul McGuire. Those guys were awesome. It's one of my favorite teams, broadcasting teams of all time, was the Patrick, Thiesman Maguire team. They called games for years. When those guys broke up, I was bummed out. I was like, man, I love those guys. Mike Patrick's great. So, like, this idea that, oh, you know, I, I don't turn on games because, yeah, maybe not, but it does help the experience. Like, touch-tunes. You ever gone into a bar or a restaurant that's got touch tunes? It's like, uh, you know, it's the modern day jukebox, right? Where, you know, you don't go up uh, nowadays and put a coin in. You can, like, do it online and you put in your, uh, you know, your, your bot coin or whatever it's called or your, your credit card. And uh, you, you walk up there and you pick a bunch of songs. It's a total rip off. It's like, you know, you get, you get four songs for $100. I mean, maybe that's not the exact price, but you know what I mean. Like, you, have you ever been to a place that's playing bad music? It maybe it's not going to stop you from going there again, but it does kind of damper the experience, right? Or you go into a place, you're having a bite to eat, somebody puts on touch tunes and an actual good song comes on that you like. Yeah, you didn't show up there for the touch tunes. You didn't, you didn't go to a restaurant or a bar for the music, you know, if it's not a live band. But the fact that, you know, one song is playing versus another kind of, you know, does add to the experience or take away from the experience. So this idea that, well, you know, uh, Troy Aikman's not going to make me turn on Monday Night Football. Well, maybe not, but the experience is going to be better. He's great. Like, like you can be a fan of whatever broadcaster it is. When they're on the call, it just feels different. When Dick Vitale's calling college basketball games, it's different. Billy Packer calling the Final Four. I'm sorry, Grand Hill's great. But Billy Packer on the call back in the day, it just, it like that, maybe from my childhood, maybe from my youth, like that's who I wanted to hear calling games. And Grant Hill's phenomenal. When TNT is doing games, it just feels different and it looks different than when ESPN is doing games. And I'm not, this is not criticizing ESPN. I just said, Mike Patrick, Theismann, Paul McGuire, those guys back in the day love their work on ESPN. I think they're tremendous. But when TNT is doing an NBA game, tell me it doesn't feel better than when an ESPN game is on. And that's not a knock on any of the broadcasters at ESPN. It just feels different. Like By the way, Doris Burke is one of the best broadcasters on the planet. I don't care what anybody says when she 's on the call i 'm like okay i 'm a fan, like I like this so look you can you can talk about the money these guys are making uh, you know and, and look you 're responsible for all this stuff because you watch these games at such a you know a high volume and you 're so interested in the conversation that that 's why these guys are making the money they 're making, but yeah, you may not turn on a football game for Troy Aikman, you may not turn on a football game for a Joe Buck. But the fact that they're there adds to the experience. And I think that's part of the reason why these guys are making the money they're making. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, uh, there's a story in the NFL that's just weird. It is weird. Uh, they're trying to fool you into believing that there was much to do about nothing. I don't buy it for a second. I'll explain what that is right here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in uh, about ten minutes from now. So nice, we're going to do it twice. It is the Weird World of Ralph, uh, such a uh, a popular segment uh, that uh, Ralph Irvin uh, made it a point uh, to make sure that we uh, we got this segment in here on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Ralph is going to join us here, uh, even though Dan Beyer is on the updates. Um, people were pounding the table, demanding that we get another uh, edition of the Weird World of Ralph. So we will get to that here. Come up 10 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, I went through a a little bit of a rabbit hole here uh, because somebody pointed out on uh, Twitter, they're like, man, I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, the NFL on TNT games, I didn't recall that because we were having the conversation about broadcasters and what they get paid. And my whole point was, look, you don't go to a game or you don't turn on a game because of the broadcaster, but it does add to the experience. You know, Jim Lampley calling boxing just feels different. You know, like when John Anik is calling the UFC, it just feels different. Like there's just there, there's just a different level there. Um, You know, when, you know, Joe Buck is calling a game, say whatever you want. For me, it feels different. It feels like a big game. You know, the 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 old, you know, uh, ESPN crew back in the day, Mike Patrick, Theismann, McGuire, those guys, it just felt like a bigger game when they were on the call. Keith Jackson doing college football games. It just felt different. You know, Gus Johnson calling anything just feels there's a big feel to it. And, um, like, I can remember TNT games. The, the NFL was on TNT on Sunday Night Football for a long time. And, you know, people, you know, probably don't recall that. And somebody wrote in on Twitter and said, man, I don't, I don't recall that happening. And so I went down this rabbit hole of uh, the old NFL on TNT games from back in the day. And I think uh, it was around for like six, seven years, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little bit longer. But, man, you had Skip Carey. Who was doing games? Uh, Gary Bender, um, Vern Lundquist. Uh, yeah, Pat Hayden was on the call. Mark May, uh, the great, uh, late great uh, Craig Sager was uh, was you know one of the sideline reporters. Uh, the the studio host you had Fred Hickman, uh, Vince Cellini, uh, uh, who's just uh, Vince Cellini. By the way, great. Boxing analyst also. Uh, or uh, he uh, Vince Jellini's done a lot of work. Uh, he's also done, I think he does um uh NBA uh NBA TV work now, but he's been fantastic. Uh Fred Hickman uh was calling games. I think uh they also I see here Lawrence Taylor uh you know spent some time there. Keith Jackson, as we just mentioned. So you go through all these big time names. I remember when Headline News had sports, and I think Fred Hickman was one of the guys on uh, you know headline news back in the day. Uh, also did, I think, work on a when CNN had sports back in the day. So, look, you, you don't go to these things because of the broadcasters, but them being there does add to the experience a little bit. So it's uh, fun to uh, take a little trip down memory lane here uh, on FSR. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So there is a um, this is a uh, an, an interesting situation that is happening in Arizona. Uh, The uh, Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals standoff. Apparently it's over. We're all good here. We're we're good. There's nothing to worry about, nothing to see here when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Kyler Murray situation and the stuff that happened on social media and the scrubbing of the Cardinals stuff. Uh, And then, uh, you know, this report that just happened to pop up afterwards about them not being happy with Kyler Murray. And he's a little bit of a diva and he's selfish and he's this and he's that, you know, all of those things that are taking place. And you see this uh, you see this stuff happen. And um you know, uh, you, you think to yourself, uh, all right, well, you know, much to do about nothing. Uh, everything is all good here. Jane Slater of the NFL Network is reporting. Uh, everybody's on the same page. In fact, they're trying to figure out uh, getting his fifth year option done. Then they're also trying to possibly work out a contract extension. So, hey, all good. Water under the bridge. Eh, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. And there's one person responsible for all this stuff. And it's Bidwell. Michael Bidwell, who's the owner of the Arizona Cardinals... When you come out that aggressively after the season and talk about how how pissed off you are about the situation, apparently there was some shouting match that was one of the reports that was out there where he just laid into Steve Kime, the GM, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, had this big shouting, uh, uh, you guys, uh, we need to do better. What happened to the late season collapse? All that stuff is fair. Listen, it is all fair. They fell apart down the stretch like they've done in previous seasons. They get into the postseason. They got absolutely a by the la rams but it was the way that it happened the optics of it it looked terrible kyler murray wasn't good and so we went from kyler murray potential MVP candidate to one and done in the postseason and an ugly playoff loss i mean whatever you want to say about lamar jackson's early postseason it was nothing compared to kyler murray's postseason but when michael bidwell comes out afterwards and starts laying waste to those guys and then does interviews in which he talks about how pissed off he is to see two division rivals in the NFC championship and not his team. And all of this stuff becomes public. That's what set off this weird thing that happened with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. He just happened to scrub his social media of all Cardinal stuff. You know, he and, and then uh, my favorite part is how Kyler Murray wanted to shoot down the report of him being a selfish teammate. So what did he do? He went to social media and posted a picture of himself not surrounded by any teammates. Boy, that'll that'll calm everybody down. Don't worry, guys. It's all about the team. Here's a picture of just me. Like, the, the whole thing was bizarre. And the idea, and this is not to... to to, to dismiss Jane Slater's reporting of NFL Network. She does a great job, covers the Cowboys, always does a great job. It's not to dismiss the reporting. I just don't buy that all of a sudden everything's cool now. Well, We're good. But, you know, there's just some fights you don't come back from. They're always brought up again. Anybody in a relationship knows that. If you're driving around right now, and if you are sitting next to your significant other, don't even make eye contact. Focus on the road Alright, pretend like you didn't hear this. Don't even make eye contact. But you and I both know that there are certain arguments that always come back up. Always. I don't give a rip how happy you are. You've had an argument. You've had a disagreement. There are certain ones that you can bury all you want and they're going to pop back up. They are a zombie. They're not going anywhere. And this whole weird offseason... Something tells me this conversation is going to happen again. Because let's say, and by the way, with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, the Cardinals have improved every single year. Every year they've gotten better. But let's just say Kyler Murray and the Cardinals go to the playoffs again this year, or this upcoming season. And say they lose, but they lose in overtime. And Kyler Murray's pretty good in the game. Is Michael Bidwell now going to be okay with everything that happened? I mean, it, I mean, it's the same thing, right? I mean, you lost. I mean, what if the Niners are in the NFC Championship game and your team isn't? What if it's Niners-Rams in a rematch? Long shot, but what if it is? Isn't this conversation going to come back up? I mean, if you lost your cool after this season... What if you guys improve on your, uh, you know, your record next year, but you lose in the first game again, but it's an overtime loss and you got screwed by the officials. Are we good with that? It's the same result. So the idea that this whole conversation about the disappointment in Arizona and what happened with the team and their, you know, what happened late in the year and the playoff loss and all this, the idea that this is all good now, water under the bridge, Kyler and the Cardinals are on the same page, I don't buy it for a second. It got weird over the past month or so. For a reason. Because it's weird. And Michael Bidwell coming out as hard in the paint as he did after the season. Made it worse. I've always felt like Kyler Murray was going to eventually play baseball. He has hinted at it multiple times. Even after the you know he signs the deal. He's the number one pick. Multiple times. Knowing. That he can't do it because he's under contract with the Arizona Cardinals, knowing that he can't do it, he still hints at it and still kicks the tires on it. I, I just, this idea that you can have all this stuff play out in the media to where you got a quarterback who goes out of his way to distance himself from the organization, then a quote unquote report comes out talking about their feeling about Kyler Murray within the organization that he's a selfish teammate that he's a me guy blah 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 et cetera, etc etc and then now all of a sudden they come back Kyler Murray posts a picture by himself on social media and we are all good here nothing to see here we're good in fact we're working on the fifth year option and potentially a contract extension my ass I'm not buying it for a second Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter uh, And you can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, we are going to have another edition of the Weird World of Ralph, one of the most popular segments in the history of uh, weekend sports talk radio. It is yours right here. Speak. (laughs) I don't want
6: to wait too long, so he tightens up. So I'll tell you this. Packers have restructured the contract of David Bakhtiari in line with what they've done with Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark earlier in the week. So Green Bay continuing to make cap room. ESPN says the team's going to use the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. They have until March 8th to make that decision. Saints clearing some cap room as well, restructuring the contracts of Michael Thomas and Ryan Ramczyk, according to ESPN. The Polish national soccer team says they will not face Russia in their World Cup qualifier after Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this week. That uh, match was scheduled for later on in March. Negotiations on a new CBA in Major League Baseball will continue today for the sixth straight day between the league's owners and the Players Association. Reports say progress was made yesterday but still no deal the deadline set by the league has been monday for them to not lose regular season games at the honda classic your leader daniel berger tees off at 140 eastern time starts the third round with a three shot lead as he sits at 10 under par and late nba last night clippers beat the lakers 105 to 102 clippers six straight win over la while the sun set jonas with a loss. What a way to start post All-Star break! It wasn't that good. There is the horn, and your final score: the New Orleans Pelicans 117, the Phoenix Suns 102. Can I start that over?
7: It sounds like Jason
6: Smith, by the way. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like Jason Smith. We'll, we'll hear it in a sec. Uh, Pelicans? No, Pelicans. What a way to start post All-Star break! There is the horn. And your final score, the New Orleans
7: Pelicans 117, the Phoenix Suns 102.
6: With my best friend, Mike (laughs) Carman. No, that's the Pelicans Radio Network. Back to you.
7: Uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, man, I'm I'm looking through all this uh, these old broadcast. I'm, I'm going through like the old uh, CNN uh, Sports Tonight back in the day. Yes, uh, man, uh, f- man. Fred Hickman was awesome. Yeah, him and Nick Charles. Yeah, Nick. Char- that that's who I was trying to think of. Nick Charles also did a uh, uh, boxing for a long time uh, and and was fantastic. And I think uh, Nick Charles actually uh, passed away uh, a few years back. Um, uh, they- I think he had, he had cancer, and but he was still calling fights. Uh, you know. Pr- you know not that far before his uh, his unfortunate passing and he was great he was awesome they did they would do play
6: of the day on their, their nightly show, yeah. and one, one time they didn't have one, so they did a home run derby in their newsroom, and then like in their year-end special, they put it on like eight in their top 50 countdown. <laughs> They're like, our eighth best highlight was our newsroom home run derby. It was oh, great. Oh,
7: man, it was so cool. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so there he is, the, uh, the great Dan Byer. By the way, get him on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, I've also, uh, coming up in about 12 minutes from now, a major rumor in the world of sports this has been speculated. I can assure you, nobody has talked about this on Sports Talk Radio. So 12 minutes from now, a major rumor in the world of sports. We will get to that here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it is time for a little something that we do here. It was so nice. We did it. We're doing it twice. We did it last week. It's time for another edition of this.
5: Be careful, Ralphie. Very angry, Ralph.
4: Take an knee. My ass.
3: And now. The weird world of Ralph. Without Ralph, we're doomed.
4: Yeah, Ralph Urban, What the hell's going on? Uh, just here to give you some uh, enlightening stories on a beautiful Saturday.
7: You know, Ralph. It sounds like you're in a studio, like a different studio than the update anchor studio. It feels, yes, I am. Feels different. Um, oh, listen, man. You know what do I know? You know, just uh, just a radio guy. I have, I have different ears than the rest of people, Ralph. well, well
4: you've got a lot of different things. Thank you.
7: You're a class guy. Class guy through and through.
4: Uh, What do we got today, Ralph? Well,
7: we'll start with
4: a look back at the Super Bowl. You know, it was here in Los Angeles two weeks ago. Wasn't sure if you were aware of that. Uh, Yeah, I saw that. One of the more curious events in the game was a penalty on Vernon Hargreaves. He was celebrating while not even in uniform after Jesse Bates intercepted Matthew Stafford right before halftime. Well, the penalty was not the only penance that Vern was going to pay, as he was fined $5,555. For coming off the bench while not suited up.
7: Okay. Can I just give him a little bit of credit, though? He ran all that way in slides. Like, not even like uh, sandals because they didn't go between his toes. He was in slides and socks.
4: And they say the turf is very slick at SoFi yeah, Stadium.
7: Yeah. Like, I was just, I, I figured he would, like, those were going to fly off. Like, if, if I ever wear slides, it's only a matter of time before they fly off. And the fact that he was able to get onto the field and celebrate with his teams and those things staying on his feet, I think they should throw away the fine, uh, you know, five grand plus because he ran on the field. Give me a break. Come five,
4: on. Five thousand five hundred and fifty-five. Yeah, it's just dumb. Is this a
7: Jalen Ramsey tribute? No, I don't. I, this is just the, the whole thing. The, these punishments by the NFL—what they decide to find people for and what they don't—just doesn't make any sense. It's dumb.
4: I would uh, not disagree with you there. Uh, there has been a popular character in a lot of news shows around the country, and he comes from California as well. I'm talking about Hank the Tank. Have you seen Hank the Tank in the news?
7: <laughs> I've heard about Hank the Tank. The
4: five, Not that one. The 500-pound wow. brown bear who's reportedly infiltrated and attacked over 150 homes in California and Nevada. Well, it turns out, Jonas, that Hank the Tank is actually at least three different bears. It's not one bear that they've tried to you know, make into this giant myth. But uh, the State Department of Fish and Wildlife on Thursday said it's going to soon begin trapping bears in the South Lake Tahoe area, tagging them and collecting DNA evidence so that they can uh, determine how many different bears are attacking homes. They'll then be released into a a suitable habitat. You don't have to worry. None are going to be euthanized as part of this project. Interestingly, Hank the Tank has also been referred to as Jake or Yogi.
7: Okay, well, if there's three of them, I mean, that's enough names. I oh. mean, so so now here, here's my, my question. So it's not just one bear. They've now identified
4: it as three bears. At least, yes. Okay, all right. So it's at least three bears. Which means it's not one bear causing problems. It's just bears in general.
7: Yeah, and, and and look, if they're not, I mean, what are they doing in the homes? Are they just like eating food and like, uh you know, taking, you know, like beers out of the fridge? I mean, come on. There's worse things that can be done. Well, one you know what thing I mean? is like, on. th-
4: these bears have figured out that they're really big, and if they just go to a door and kind of lean on it, they can break it in.
7: Oh, yeah. Who hasn't seen The Great Outdoors? I mean, like, uh, like if you watch The Great Outdoors, you knew this was going to happen. I blame, I blame the people that haven't seen that movie.
4: The you know interesting I mean, thing Ravel? is they're, they're, they're calling this bear Yogi. I haven't heard anything about a stolen picnic basket.
7: Uh, i, I don 't listen i don 't know uh, i don 't know why we need to take uh, shots of people here on the air uh, here 's what I would say here 's what I would say uh, when it, the fact that there 's three different bears and they 're assuming it 's one like it 's like trying to be somebody in costume in a movie like that 's how replaceable you are like this is how replaceable Hank the tank is. That it's Yogi and, uh, you know, whatever, you know, is it Jake? Jake and Yogi are the other bears? And, And the big guy, yes yeah so like Hank the Tank doesn't even get like, his, like the, his own credit now he's got to share the stage so it just makes him replaceable it's like whoever dressed up as that, uh, that Sasquatch off Star Wars I mean was that the same guy every movie or was that uh, you know somebody else that was dressed in a costume you know what I mean like it's kind of it's kind of a crummy gig to have you want to be able to show that you're important that they can't do it without you but all they got to do is find some guy at the same height uh, or, or gal the same height throw a costume on you and it's the same thing yeah I feel bad long, for
4: Hank as long as it wears the rat costume it's all good right
7: yeah i mean who knows i mean i don't know i don't have intimate knowledge on that situation at all so i I can't comment on it
4: well then we'll go from there and we'll move all the way across the country to Clearwater, florida that's where pinellas county sheriff's deputies stopped a vehicle driving without its lights on at 4 a.m on a saturday what they did was they found a gun under the passenger seat while searching the car and so they decided to check on the driver yeah, he uh, he was packing something all right. It was uh, strapped to his uh, certain area. Yeah. Little meth, little cocaine. <laughs> right. I mean, let's just say that if somebody had asked him, he definitely had the junk.
7: Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I mean, uh, just imagine if, uh, you know, he had to use the restroom. I mean, what ha- you imagine like... Uh, well,
4: it would have been interesting because he told the cops, it's not mine. <laughs> well...
7: That makes sense, right? I mean, think about it. Imagine you're you're standing at uh, you know the trough next to this guy, and um you know you you know all of a sudden you happen to uh you know cough or you look to check your watch and you happen to glance over and next thing you know he's got like uh you know, you know crank and uh and meth and all the other good stuff there just attached. I mean, it would throw me off a little bit. I mean, yep. so I, I can imagine why the cops, now that the cops buy that story, that it wasn't his?
4: No, he was charged with four felonies, including possession of cocaine, meth, ammunition, and a firearm.
7: Don't you give the guy a little bit of credit for trying to deny it, even though it was attached to his, uh, his member? Like, don't you give him a little bit of credit and say, hey, man, the fact that you tried to go that direction with the lie, we're good here. Like, you, Or at least drop one of the charges, just based on the effort alone.
4: I was going to give him credit because his name's Patrick Florence and he didn't go three name. Yeah, that's true.
7: Mo- mo- listen, if you've got three names, it's usually a troubling sign. Um, so uh, anybody out there, if, uh, if you're thinking about naming your kids three names, I'd go in a different direction. Not going to set you up for success. You know what I mean? I've learned that well. Oh, yeah, I mean, let's, you know, there there are rare uh, rare instances, but uh, as we've talked about on this show before, it's not uh, not the friendliest place to be uh, if you've got three names. So uh, so there it is, uh, another uh, award winning edition of the Weird World of Ralph here. How about that? Back to back weeks we've done the Weird World of Ralph, and uh, if you missed any of the Weird World of Ralph, you can uh, check out the podcast. It'll be up after we are off the air, and get them on Twitter. It's uh, Ralpher of an FSR, correct, Ralph? Good stuff. Yep. Uh, there it is. Uh, so uh, at Ralph Irvin FSR. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, a major, major rumor in the world of sports that I can assure you has not been talked about on any other sports talk radio show in the country. I can assure you of that. Find out what it is right here on
1: FSR.
3: Jonas
7: Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Coming up in, uh, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now, we've got another edition of Up On Game. LeVar Arrington, T.J. Houshmanzada, Plexigo Burris uh, are going to be joining you here uh, on FSR, so make sure you stick around. Always a fun listen on your Saturday as you cruise around, hang out with the fam, or maybe even try and avoid the fam, and that's okay, too. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think we are all trying to figure out how to reintroduce ourselves to our families uh, now that football is over with. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Also, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Uh, it'll be up uh, shortly after uh, we go off the air. Or let, let's be honest here: shortly after we go off the air and Ryan Bershinger gets back from the liquor store. Let's let's just call it what it is. You know, because there's a liquor store uh, a few steps down from the studio and it's the most amazing thing because every time you go in there, the items are priced differently every single time. Every time. And they've got Abba Zabba's with two layers of dust on them up by the register. And if you think I'm making that up, that's fine. I've bought deodorant from there because I smelled so bad on a Saturday and it gave my armpits an infection. So I don't know how old it was, but it didn't work because I still smelled afterwards and I threw it away. But uh, worst $7 I've ever spent. All right. So let's get to this, uh, this major rumor. I can assure you nobody else has talked about this on sports radio. And if they have, just, you know, pretend they didn't. So Pat McAfee who is, um, you know, everybody... He's the guy that people like to criticize because they're jealous that Aaron Rodgers does interviews with him, uh, and they don't do it... Uh, he doesn't do it with anybody else. Uh, so Pat McAfee was fantastic. He uh, he also is the... Uh, one of the broadcasters for SmackDown, WWE SmackDown on Fox. And it was announced, and, and he's tremendous at that as well, too. And it was announced that um, he is going to have... Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, as a guest on his show this upcoming Thursday. And Vince McMahon doesn't do a lot of these interviews, but obviously WrestleMania is coming up. And so they, you know, a lot of these guys that maybe wouldn't do interviews start doing interviews to promote what is uh, going to happen at WrestleMania. And some of the speculation out there, some of the rumor out there, is that. They will set the stage for a Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania. that that is the discussion. that that is one of the rumors out there that part of the reason why Vince McMahon is going on Pat McAfee's show is because there is some thought that that could maybe be a match at WrestleMania. All right? I, again, I don't know that for certain. That is just some of the scuttlebug that is out there because there's also some uh, rumblings that maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin, who hasn't wrestled in like almost 20 years, is going to be back. And so one of the conversations that they are ha- that that is happening surrounding WrestleMania, which by the way will be in Dallas this year at the Jerry Dome. Uh, so there'll probably be like a hundred thousand people there. It's going to be a massive match. Pat McAfee's done a really good job with his brand. Um, he's uh, you know his his show is blown up. Uh, Brock Lesnar was recently on there. Brock Lesnar never does interviews, and he went on there and was having a good time. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has been on there, but. Part of the reason and part of the conversation surrounding Vince McMahon's appearance is that it will set the stage. And if you think that's just a, a crazy thought because, you know, Vince McMahon's in his 70s and Pat McAfee is a former NFL player and it doesn't make all the sense, Pat McAfee's already wrestled. He's already had matches. And he was great. Like, he's a legitimate athlete. And one of the matches that he had was against a guy by the name of Adam Cole... And how did they set that match up? Adam Cole came in for an interview with Pat McAfee. They had an incident on the show. And then it set up a match down the road. So it's not the craziest thought in the world. And if it happens, just remember who reported it first. Or at least told you about it. I'm not reporting anything, but at least I told you about it. And if it doesn't happen, I never said this. We will delete this from the podcast, and if you claim that you heard it, you're an alcoholic. That is how you get out of things like this. Uh, Fun show, thanks to Bursch, Dan Byer, Don Brown, and also Ralph Irvin, And thanks to you for listening. Up on Game is next here on FSR.